Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello everybody, it is Monday, it is the chair shot and it is a change in attitude and it is actually Monday, we are recording on a Monday for once. Uh, I am uh, today's host, Mags, and with me uh, my uh, never open weight championship tag team partners, uh, the Texas gentleman, Mr. Tanner Pruitt. Tanner, how are you, sir? Uh, Good afternoon, guten tag. To all of our German <laughs> listeners out there, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Do we have German re- German listeners? I, I'm I'm going to say hello to them uh, regardless. Hola, uh, okay. buenos dias to our our, our, our Spanish listeners. Uh, yeah, how's it going, everybody? Hope y'all are doing well. <laughs> and that other voice is the person who carries this podcast to the <laughs> success that it's having. Friend of the stars. Um, yeah. It's the it's the lovely Ori. Ori, how are you this fine day? I love how you two have bought into my hype more than I have. <laughs> like I'll never buy into it yeah, ever. I, I, I mean, I love that you carry that for me. You know, I carry the show. You guys carry me. It's, it's, I it's don't all buy over into Twitter. my own hype, but I carry the show. Brilliant. It's, it's it's all over Twitter. You know, uh, making making waves, making friends. Uh, <laughs> Leaving Mags and I in the dust. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it was bound to happen. Unfortunately, it will get to a point, oh, Tana, where we're like, we used to know her. <laughs> we, God, we, no. we we still up, we still show up for the show, and you know, we got to wait a little bit. Yeah, just one no, one never. empty screen, just a blank screen of just hello, it, it, darkness, my old friend. It, it, it gets better as the screen is actually there, but her whole entourage files in front of the screen before she gets there so yeah 
And by entourage, it'll probably be like my dogs or something. Like, that's it. That's all I've got. I've got the dogs. And and I'm perfectly fine with that. That's all I need. The dogs will never lie to me. They'll never steer me wrong. Hey, perfectly fine. Hey, I'm down. Oh, jeez. I am well, though, to answer your question. After that long, convoluted answer, you are well. Uh, Well, to this uh, this episode is about uh, raw championship Friday, uh, not on a Monday for for once. It was September the sixth, nineteen ninety six. Still in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia. Um, the actual reason why this was on a Friday was because of the U.S. Open, the the tennis Open, which I think was won by Pete Sampras that year. Sounds about right. Possible I mean, because he won everything that yeah. there ever was. Um, Back in the '90s, the man was a machine. So, oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> This... There's your nugget of trivia this week. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> your one nugget of trivia. Um, so this episode is the start of the Intercontinental uh, uh, Tournament uh, because obviously we have a vacant title with the the um, happenings for Ahmed Johnson and Farouk. Um, the host this, um, for this episode were actually Kevin Keller and Jim Ross, which was uh, interesting, no King or Vince McMahon. Um, what did you guys think of uh, of this partnership between uh, uh, Kevin Kelly and, and Jim Ross? Two of probably the best play by players, but maybe not so much as uh, in terms of color. Well, Tanner, what did you think? Um, these, this would still be very early days in terms of Jr. being on commentary for WWF. Um, though I, I would still go out on a limb and say. Um, that him and his partnership with Kevin Kelly was still, I would say, largely successful. Um, mm-hmm. It was a breath of fresh air from Vince McMahon's um, m- multiple uh, interchangeable voices and uh, overexcitement and King's cringeworthiness uh, that, that we would tend to get from a week-in, week-out um, basis that we've had previously. So, yeah, I, I liked the partnership, actually. Mm-hmm. And Aura, uh, what did you think of this uh, this pairing? I feel the same way. But yeah, no, I thought King and uh, Kevin Kelly were wonderful. And of course, I kind of fell in love with Kevin Kelly's calling style when watching New Japan and him and Don Callis. They make a great pair. And I think, you know, Kevin and, and King played off of each other very well. It was a, a great partnership. And... It made me happy. And the the crowd, I don't know if this was taped after Raw or if it was actually live with a whole fresh crowd, um, but the crowd was hot. They were popping mm-hmm. through the entire show. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if it was the same crowd, you know, grats to them for keeping it hot and fresh, mm. you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we know that these these kind of blocks of raw are all taped in uh, kind of out of order, uh, so you can never really tell uh, when um, it's the same crowd for the same show. But yeah, they, these were so excited, and and to be fair, they had a really decent raw to be excited about. Uh, mm. I thought that this was uh, oh, yeah. it was arguably the the best raw we've watched so far. Um, Absolutely, I, I would definitely of. of I was thinking about this yesterday when I was trying, after I watched and was getting prepared, like wrapping my head around things that I wanted to say that I hadn't written down 
than like arguably of the Raws that we have covered. And I would even go as far as to say most of the pay-per-views. This is the best show that we've watched Hmm. so far. This one I am the most excited to talk about. Like I am, and I'm not going to, you know, gloss it over and just say it, it was the best period. There was some stinkers, stinker moments in here, but overall, yeah, definitely best raw we've covered and better than some of, and I mean, of course we've only covered what, two pay-per-views at this point, mm-hmm. but there were a lot better moments in this show than there were in some of the pay-per-views. And to me, that's exciting. Like when you get a really good raw that's just as good, if not better than a pay-per-view, and we didn't have to pay a whole bunch of extra out of pocket for it. That's good shit, pal. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, 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 unlike how Ori just displayed that she put a lot of thought into this, I didn't actually think about it until Mags brought it up. Um you know, I I I I, well, love I had you, time. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that. This you... happens when you prepare beforehand. <laughs> I I totally this was the same all... person who's still watching the last episode, <laughs> watching the last match on the last episode. <laughs> I uh yeah, I mean, I, I watched it this morning and I thought it was a really really good raw. Um, but like now that you guys have brought it up, I mean, I I uh, and I don't say this lightly because i mean we we all know the stances that i've taken so far this show um or this series rather but yeah i i would tend to agree that this is probably the best raw that that we've watched um uh yeah i, I thought it was really really good so let's kick it into the the opening match the first match in this uh intercontinental title tournament um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, versus Psycho Sid and we get uh, I mean shockingly a Triple H squash match he gets um, essentially mm, beat not, down in this yeah but not in the way that you think <laughs> no it, it's not Triple H going over I mean before we even get to, to the match though uh, this crowd and I, I think it might be the third or fourth week I've said this in a row now but this crowd adored Sarko Sid. Mm. They were so hard for him. Um, and it, it was just really cool to see because he looks like uh, he looks like he's carved out of granite. Um, and mm. whilst he's not the best in the ring, he certainly can, can handle himself. Um, but yeah, this is essentially a squash match. We see a little bit of a of um, Triple H uh, getting uh, a bit of action in with a swinging net breaker and a, a, a few knee drops. Um, but essentially, Sid powers through, gets the choke slam, uh, a heavy powerbomb, and I mean a brutal powerbomb to Triple H. But the result of this match with uh, Sid going through to the next round was was not all that was told in this uh, in this little um, kind of a uh, segment. We got the the rumblings of a of a storyline coming through with a uh, Mister Perfect coming down to the ring to essentially steal uh, Kimberly from uh, Triple H, and we see uh, uh, a VT of him doing it multiple times uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, what do you guys think of the match? And also, what do you feel about this uh, this potential upcoming feud between uh, Hunter Hearst Helms and Mister Perfect? Or if seen as you've been uh, massively prepared, let's go to you. Well, this is the thing. Not only did we get, you know, Mr. Perfect stealing Kimberly from ringside and taking her away, the jobbing to Psycho Sid, but 
I think Triple H at this point is still being punished for the curtain call. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Because when we get from that video package hyping up Shawn Michaels versus Gold Dust, which was a great package, by the way, you know, we've Mm -hmm. talked about it before, how even back then, WWF was amazing at these video packages and taking some little something and building hype with it. But Triple H is already in the ring. We got no entrance music. We got no walk to the ring. We just all of a sudden he's there and Psycho Sid's music hits and the crowd goes even more nuts than they already were. So this is still, in my mind, punishment from the curtain call. So not only are you not getting any entrance music, you're not getting a walk to the ring. You're, we'll give you we'll give you a little something and start building the story with Mr. Perfect stealing your women, um, but you're going to be jobbing to Psycho Sid and he's going to get pushed through. So I think at this point, Triple H is probably still just kind of towing the line going, okay, yeah, we shouldn't have done this. It wasn't planned, but it happened. Because I did recently watch the Broken Skull sessions with Kevin Nash and Stone Cold oh, Steve Austin, which was phenomenal. So what I highly recommend. Anybody it's wants. really, really good. The only thing that I got aggravated with with that interview is there were points where Stone Cold was just running with stuff, and it's just like, dude, shut up and let Kevin talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, but I think some of it was he was just as excited to talk about it with Kevin as you know we were to to hear it from Kevin. So, but and I mean, there, there may be more Kevin Nash talk later on in this very episode. I'm excited. Yeah, maybe, for it. yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk. About but, this. but I think you know, Triple H is trying to to make his amends. And the thing that's really stood out to me is that nobody sells like Triple H. Nobody se- like even back then. He he sells so well. He sold every last move that Sid gave him. Could say oversold it, but not to a point where it was cheesy, campy, like, come on, that was, there's no way you would react like that. He just made it look good. And that's why he's lasted, I think, in this industry as well as he has and why he's been able to take NXT and put those, you know, new and up and coming stars under his wing and get NXT to the point that it is because there's just nobody like Triple H. There's just not. Mm -hmm. And he's done a great job in this business of, you know, building himself as a star and, of course, now building the new generation as stars. But, yeah, I thought I thought it was a really good match. It was a nice, you know, not too quick, not too slow. The pacing was good. The story in it was good. The sell by Triple H going, wait a minute, where's Kimberly? And then seeing them at the the letters, the entrance letters you know, skulking off and Mr. Perfect with a smirk and Kimberly like, <laughs> whatever. I thought it was all great. I really did. I thought it was good. I don't know yeah. that I'm fully invested in what's going on with Triple H and Mr. Perfect yet and the stealing of the women, but it, it I was like, okay, maybe this could be something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tana, um, agree, disagree? I, I mean... Uh, uh, I I saw it in a very different way. Um, so disagree? I, no, I don't. Not necessarily disagree. I I fully agree with a lot of what Ori said in that this does seem to be more along the lines of Triple H being punished. I guess for the curtain call incident, um, but mostly in the realm because he lost. Right? Like that's 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 how he got punished. He's he's not being punished for, like. 
for for anything in terms of uh, production in my mind. I, I think it says less about Triple H getting an entrance like as a detriment to him, um, but more of a positive reaction that Psycho Sid gets. If we go back and, and, and watch the other episodes that we've previously covered here on A Change in Attitude, every time that the show opens with Psycho Sid or Psycho Sid even just comes to the ring, the crowd just explodes. So, I mean, in terms of production value... That's how you want to kick off a Raw. You don't want to kick off a Raw with people booing Triple H out of the building. You want to open up the show with the bang, crowd roaring, Psycho yeah. Sid coming out hyped as hell, uh, you know, and, and, and looking like a million dollars, right? Um, so I, I think it says more about Psycho Sid and just how how big physically and how over he was at the time. Um the 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 match result I think was it was always destined to happen, um, you know I think I think Psycho Sid being again one of the most over people on that roster at that point, I mean you would have to pick him over Triple H. Um, where this goes from here, I don't know. M- maybe he he wins it. Maybe he goes on to other things. I don't know, but. Regardless, Psycho Sid, uh, yeah, brilliant performance on his part. And I will agree with Ori, some definite, uh, uh, really good selling on Triple H's part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, after that, we get a, a little bit of a, a, a VT with Ahmed Johnson and uh, his doctor hmm, holding up a, a plastic kidney cut in half, which... It means he must he must be a doctor then. Um, that kidney looked awfully like poor condition too. It was kind of like a fatty looking kidney, like they, like he hadn't taken a lot of good care of it. I don't no. know. <laughs> He'd abuse that kidney. Um, but the the kind of interesting point that we get out of this uh this little bit of a, a video is that Ahmed believes that being so close to dying and not dying means that he had to have big plans to win the title uh, and defend the title in the WWF. Um, So uh, he says that whether the doctors like it or not, uh, he's going to be back uh, wrestling again. Um, Are you excited for an Ahmed comeback? Or? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm out on it, honestly. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Like, I'm, not that I'm... Oh, Ahmed Johnson. No, oh, oh, God, come on, man. Let me get my, all my thoughts out first before you throw me in under the I, bus. I will note that just just very recently, you were very hyped about Ahmed Johnson and Farouk, so I'm very She's curious fickle. to know this... She's the fickle this, fan. This is, this is more of a change in heart rather than a change in attitude, it seems. I think, okay... What have you done for me lately? <laughs> oh, that's Jesus. what it is. No, no Dustin Rhodes, that's for sure. Oh, come on! Oh, come we'll on. get that. We will get that. Oh, jeez. No, look. The... Like, I get they want to give us medical updates, but these super dramatic, let's check in with his doctor, and here, here's where the kidney is, and this is what it's doing, and this is what it's not doing, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's getting to be to the point, he's out. We know he's out. We know it's a, he might be back or he won't be back. If you want to build up the hype, let him go away. You've given us plenty of updates. You know, let us, let us thirst for him to come back let us Mm. desire it let us give us a reason to want him to come back let the mystique bill willy wony you know just Mm. you're giving me too much Mm. pull it back a little bit Mm. you know like yeah i want him to come back i want to see him face farouk i want you know i want to see him have farouk make him pay for what he did to him but you're throwing so much of you know, this willy wony and these medical updates and this over way over dramatized, you know, <laughs> he with the sad Hulk it. music. <laughs> and if you know that reference, shout out to you. But, you know, the sad Hulk music in the back, like, come on, like, mm. let it let it simmer. Sometimes yeah. letting a pot simmer on the stove builds so much more of the spice that you want than just pouring more shit over it mm. give it time to marinate mm. i'm sorry i cooked yesterday and it's just sticking with me you gotta make those promos you gotta make those promos low and slow you know what i'm saying yeah. exactly <laughs> give it some time you've got to simmer them in, in <laughs> a right. slow cooker over nap you gotta use the right marinade I've told y'all before, I make excellent uh, taco soup, but it's never as good the night I make it as it is the next night after the flavors and the seasonings have had time to soak up and marinate and meld with everything. Give it time to meld. Stop hammering it, for God's sakes. You can over-tenderize meat. That's what you're doing at this point. (laughs) So what you're saying is, much like Arben Johnson with taco soup, that uh, if it doesn't go away, you can't miss it. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I mean, that's that is a look, at, a look at what's going on exactly right now <laughs> in wrestling Twitter. This whole willy wony of both CM Punk and Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan. Okay, Brian Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and it, it trips me up every time. But CM Punk's been gone for how long now? And yes, we've had the rumors back and forth of willy wony from the moment he left WWE. But now, now that we have another viable company in the spotlight, the way that AEW is, 
And now we've got some potentially credible information on that he might be. Now, granted, I'm perfectly willing to admit that CM Punk is just being a humongous troll, which I would still kind of laugh about, honestly, if it came up that he wasn't. It's kind of but, a stick, yeah. Right. It, it's become part of his shtick, but that's what makes it good is that he lets those rumors simmer and bubble for a little while. And then he just backs off completely. And and then you've got the, I told you he wasn't coming. Oh, yeah, he's too good for that. He would never sully himself with AEW, which means if he does show up, it's going to be even greater for those those WWE stands that are like, oh, no, he'd only ever go back to WWE. Like, and, and look, if WWE is your preference, awesome. If AEW is your preference, awesome. I watch both. I've gotten back into both completely. And so, but I'm not one of those, you have to be on one side of the fence or the other. Like what you like. First off, I love that you connected Ahmed Johnson's badly damaged kidney to both Taco Soup as well as the potential <laughs> debut of Daniel Bryan and Sam Punk. I'm just First careful off, what you say because I'm not I got so excited. You. I appreciate you for, for making those connections. That's uh, fantastic work. I got so excited work. that I uh, sat on my headphone cord and it unplugged. Uh, so I missed half of what you said there. No, I'm going to have to I, listen I, back. <laughs> I mean, no. Which I do bravo. anyway. I mean, like, like, I wouldn't have never made that that kind of connection. Um, I, I will, I will slightly disagree. Just to, just in a contextual. Of course, point. you will. That's what the show's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, to, contextually, the internet was still very infantile. We did not have all this news about. Was Ahmed Johnson really? Is he really almost dying because of his kidney? The so, real so, plans for Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, the, the real spoiler, you know, with three asterisks on 411 Mania or wherever you get your wrestling news, whatever. Uh, the chair shot, we, clearly. Chair shot. Chairshot.com. Thank Always you. Always use your head. Yes. Duh. You get, just like Ori did, making those beautiful connections, you got to <laughs> use your head. Um, but yeah, we didn't have like the way of being like, Hey, I got to get my Ahmed Johnson news right now. Every time, blah, blah, blah. What we, what we had was you either watched every week to get the updates or you spent $10 to call the WWF hotline <laughs> to hear Jim Ross tell you, yeah, he's still injured. So I'm going to prove you like, wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong on she's that. Gonna, she's going to phone that hotline right now. No, Sponsored by Stridex. Um, but there's no, also but, still the 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 sponsorship but, or the partnership with AOL at the time, as yeah. far as we know. And no, they sure. were promoing chat rooms with Sonny, so why couldn't... Uh, if you go to for the latest news on Ahmed Johnson, go to AOL.com forward slash WWF and find out blah blah blah. They could have given us that. Right, right. Yeah. They they well, definitely in, could in have but six, we didn't have computers in our pockets. We right. didn't have a phone that you it, can literally find anything on. Yeah, it wasn't like this instantaneous thing where you could just <laughs> be like, boom, Ahmed Johnson news. I got it. Yeah. True. Um True. So it, I, I, I can appreciate the fact that in 1996, especially with how maybe behind the times WWF was in terms of the in-ring action and the product they were presenting in comparison to WCW, that they at least were giving you some kind of continuity of, hey, this is what's going on with Ahmed Johnson. This so what you're saying is, is nothing's Hart. changed. What? You're, you're saying nothing with WWF has changed. 
<laughs> no, a lot so, has changed. No, I'm um, I'm 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 ribbing the the E right now. Oh, no, I, I get yeah. what I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. And there's like you could no, no, you couldn't instantaneously. But you know, once your mama was on the phone, you might have been able to dial up AOL for a few yeah, minutes. And I mean, thirty minutes later, you could pull up that information once it yeah. finally loaded. You could hit up Dave Meltzer for the newsletter, and it might come in a week or so late. And yeah. you know, he right. might tell you, "Yeah, Ahmed Johnson, he's he's still out, kidney issue, blah 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 blah." I don't know. I think match in all Japan wrestling. <clears throat> <laughs> that's the thing for me though i think if if they would have spaced out the updates instead of every week every show maybe give us a mini update instead of this full video package of course some of that may have also been they just didn't have enough time to fill you mm -hmm. know and they needed something to put there but i think if they would given us an every other week promo say hey you know next week we're gonna have news about ahmed johnson create that type of a buzz you know, because a lot can happen in a week, two weeks, space it out a little bit more to where you have a little bit more information, something more to salivate about like, hey, we don't have any uh, news about Ahmed this week. But next week we have an update coming directly from Ahmed Johnson and his doctor, you know, just something to make me want it a little more, you know, something that they could have given me more by giving me less. Yeah. Does that tease. make sense? A, a yeah, exactly. Then giving you the whole buffet. Exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It does make sense. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So after this, going into the second match, uh, the second one of our Intercontinental Title Tournament quarterfinals, um, Steve Austin, Stone Cold, taking on uh, Mark Miro for the multiple time uh, in the in this show's history. We've seen these two go at it. Um, and we also get a, a returning special guest on, on commentary, the, uh, the amazing loose cannon, Brian Pillman. And mm. he brings some news about an upcoming pay-per-view and the return of a certain uh, best there is, best there was, the best there ever will be. Mm. Um, he also mentions that Brett and Owen uh, could be poss uh, possibly reconciling. Uh, um, and then this is when Jim Ross drops a hint about his big news, his upcoming uh, upcoming um, news. Um, but all while this is going on, we have a match. And for me, um, I thought that this was 
arguably the best Austin and Mark Miro match that we've seen uh, again on whilst we've been recording this show. And uh, the the kind of a chemistry between the two uh, seems to be uh, working uh, really, really well. Uh, interesting that that Austin got the jobber entrance as well. Uh, and, and Mark Miro was kind of like the star of this this match, uh, and that that essentially paid off in 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 the the outcome of the match. Uh, we see some interesting uh, tactics by Austin. Uh, he does a really cool uh, stun gun on the ropes. Uh, we get the classic elbow off the off the second rope. Uh, there was a, a ten count uh, a counter punch, a uh, uh, corner punch, which I thought was interesting. Because Austin did something that you don't normally see. He ducked out before the ten, the actual uh, ten count of punches happened, which was I thought was uh, really cool. Uh, we get the flying axe handle, uh, and then uh, Mark Miro is dumped out of the ring, and then Austin uh, ends up pulling the the referee into uh, Mark Miro's uh, shoulder through the ropes, and ends up getting disqualified. Um, so yeah, Mark Miro advances in the tournament. Uh, Austin kind of starts to show that that stone cold. I mean, we've we've been seeing it bit by bit, week by week. But he, he and uh, Mark Miro have a, a brawl, which is separated by the referees, and we see that kind of swagger and that head shake that that uh, Austin made so famous. Um, Tanner, what did you uh, what did you think of old Stone Cold falling out of the uh, the the Intercontinental Title Tournament at the first hurdle? Um, questionable. I think it's a questionable decision at best. Um, we we know that WWF at this time really likes Mark Marrow. They're mm-hmm. really impressed by what they see with him. I think they're probably even further impressed by Sable. Um, but, um, I mean, uh, contextually, yeah. Uh, n- now that we have a... Um, you know the the rose colored glasses that we do about the attitude era. You would look at this and be like, "Why? Why did you? Why did you do this?" Maybe there's bigger and better plans for Stone Cold here in the very near future. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, this this is a decent match, a continuation of the feud that we've been seeing for months now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that this comes to a head soon. I don't dislike seeing these two wrestle, but uh, it does feel like we've we've had this match quite often. Um, guess, guess that's a familiar feeling. I don't know. And Aura, uh, how do you feel about Mark Miro uh, going on to the semi-finals of the the Intercontinental Title Tournament? That part I don't know about, but <clears throat> I will say this: when the match was first announced. I kind of had a feeling of, again, we're going to see these two again. And then as the match got really going, I was like, okay, again, I'm I'm here for it. Like, it was a really great match. And I agree with you. We started to really see those shades of Stone Cold Steve Austin, especially in the end, once it had been thrown out and Austin goes to attack Miro. I, I thought it was great. I thought the entire match was was good. And then Pillman on commentary, continuously teasing Bret Hart news, which we never got, you know. And so it, it the whole thing just, it worked. It worked like gangbusters. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah, and I think for me, it, it shows like, um, how modern wrestling, and especially WWE, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, backlash about 50-50 booking. 
this was 50-50 booking with, with Austin. He recently yeah. won the King of the Ring. He uh, The night after with the the uh, Austin 316 uh, posters everywhere, he was hot. And now he's been cooled down a little bit. So the, that's, for me, is the epitome of 50-50 booking. And it kind of worked for Stone Cold because he became one of the biggest stars the, the business has ever, ever produced. And then... In terms of uh, the Bret Hart news, I think it was essentially just that he's going to be returning um, at um, Man Games, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so then after this, we get uh, Jerry Lawler in the ring. And for me, if there was one turd in the punch bowl, it's this. This is it. And he's interviewing um, someone who we've seen on the show quite a lot of times, uh, Olympian uh, Mark Henry, powerlifter Mark Henry, comes down um, to the to the ring to have a a tete a tete with uh, with Jerry Lawler. And, <laughs> a tete a tete. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and it's. I mean, I see. I saw the point of where it was going. It was obviously keeping the heart for for uh, WWF's uh, involvement with uh, Mark Henry going, showing that he's getting ready to wrestle for the company, which is something that they they had alluded to but hadn't really confirmed. But it's Jerry fucking Lawler. The the stuff about uh, the comparison between the Olympics and and Jake Roberts, both of them being bombed, I thought he he just gets yeah. worse yeah. and worse and worse. The horrific jokes, and there is only probably two people in the world that finds these jokes funny. Um, but it, uh, Mark Henry, I thought for someone who was relatively new in in terms of being in front of a camera, I think he held his own. Uh, threatened uh, to uh, to have a, a, a street fight with Jerry Lawler. Said there's uh, nothing but opportunity and air between them. So uh, that <laughs> that was cool. That was a uh, great line. Mm-hmm. I even wrote down. He's like, "Hey, ain't nothing here but air and opportunity. Let's go." And I'm like, that, "Yes, that, 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 that's that's like such a Texan thing to say." Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, it really I've is. Heard that I have heard that quite a few times. And when he said that, I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" Like it, it took it took me back to a, a better place, I feel. <laughs> and then, of course, King calls him a coward because he hasn't trained and everything, and Mark grabs him by the collar and promises a promises him a gold medal butt kicking, and I thought that was an amazing line. Yeah. Mm. For, for somebody, you know, he may not have had any wrestling training, but if, some, if that was all Mark Henry and he had not had any type of, Im, you know, improv... Uh, promo training whatsoever he knocked that segment out of the park completely he's he certainly rescued it from how it started oh yeah um uh there was a, an interesting little bit of uh video where uh jerry was saying that mark henry got in the face of vader uh and he, he'd been rubbing people the wrong way and then they showed the video and it's 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 literally vader getting in the face of mark henry and mm. trying to flex to him uh i thought that was a a, a, a funny little point but yeah but that uh, mark- but if you if you think back of what we've covered and the way king speaks and the way king talks about things as a color commentator like the whole thing with before um in your house international incident where we had the the face-to-face between Jose Lothario and um, Jim Cornette. King sticks with Cornette's 
way of thinking that, oh, he pulled out a switchblade on him. Oh, he pulled out a pair of brass knuckles or whatever it was. You know, it that's that's King. That's part of King's character. He's going to side with the heels and go with whatever story mm-hmm. that the heels want to tell. So that that part, you know, that's very on course for for King at this point. You know, that that I will commend King for is that his version of of whatever story he's going to tell is going to side with the heels, you know, as the color commentator. And that that checks a lot of good boxes for me in color commentating, you know, just like Don Callis, when he gets behind the heels, he's 100 percent behind the heels and he's going to tell that version of that story that they want to. Because, you know, I've heard I've heard it said a million times uh, a villain is the hero in their own story. You know, and he yeah. sticks with that narrative. And so that that I will commend him for is is sticking with that narrative and going with it and following through with it and can continuating, you know, the heel hero storyline. So but the rest of it, it can go in the dumpster where it belongs. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and Tana, as a fellow Texan, how excited are you for the uh the, the the debut of of the world's strongest man Mark Henry. Very, I'm very excited. I mean, you sound it. <laughs> no, oh, uh, calm seriously. down, Tanner. No, calm so, down. So, um, so I, I've I've actually met Mark Henry before. Oh, he's flex, a, he's... flex, flex. And here I thought I was going to be the only <laughs> one with a flex on this show. Yeah, hey. your flex no, is it coming. On. <laughs> Bring it on. I want to hear it. Tell me all about Mark Henry. I like Mark Henry. So, so I met Mark. So my dad, uh, back when I was a a teenager, we had a, um, an expansion team, uh, come to Austin for arena football. They're called the Austin Wranglers. And, uh, we had season, we had season tickets to their inaugural season, which was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we're, we're up in the stands, we're watching the game. And I look down, and there's a man who he he's he's literally taking up about about two seats, and then his arms are taking up a further two seats from there. And I was like, that dude's huge. And then I see him turn his head, and it's Mark Henry. And I go down, nice. and I say, Mister Mark Henry, you know, I, I'm a really big fan. Thank you for like you know the the years of entertainment and and whatnot. And he was like, oh, the kid, thank you so much. I'm you know I really appreciate it and everything. I was like, dude, yeah, Mark Henry's Mark Henry's great. So I, I don't have a bad thing to say about Mark Henry. I, I'm if there's anything that I'm uneasy about, it is that um, kind of along the lines of what we were just talking about. Oftentimes, the villain in their own story, the heels, there are you know they are truth tellers in a sense. They they will. They, they they may come across as very ugly and unlikable, but they also uh, you know give you nuggets of truth that you know maybe the audience isn't really fully prepared for. So when King is talking about things like you're not a trained pro wrestler, you know you haven't gotten ready, you're not ready for somebody like me, blah 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 blah. There, there's actually probably some truth in that. Uh, yeah. Mark did look a little bit shaky as this was like his first really big promo, mm-hmm. but I, we know where Mark Henry goes from here. I'm not concerned about Mark Henry's 
future prospects in terms of watching this show. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. to be fair, his first couple of years were pretty bad um, in WWE. It, it, it took him a long time to really kind of ingratiate himself with the fan base. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% true. Um, but at, at the same time, um, I, I, I'm willing to give him a chance here. And, and and see where we go. Um. <laughs> but to your point, Mags, I think anytime that you pluck someone from mm-hmm. obscurity mm-hmm. and thrust them into the world of wrestling, mm-hmm. there's going to be a sense of, all right, how much are we buying into this? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's one thing when you're taking people from... um ring of honor or the indies and thrusting them in the performance center and putting them, you know, teaching them to wrestle the WWE way, because that's essentially what they do, you know, and versus, okay, Hey, this guy's got a great look. He knows little to nothing about wrestling and we're just going to throw him into the deep end um, and teach them to wrestle. I think anytime that, that you, whether it's Mark Henry Kurt Angle, who we will hear possibly hear more about later this episode, or anybody like that. You know, The Miz. The Miz is one of those that took, you know, if you hadn't watched the real world, real world road rules challenge, all that stuff, you had no idea who Mike Mizanin was and who The (laughs) the Miz was. You know, and so for him to get over the way that he did, it took some time. And I think that's to be expected with anybody that they just pull out from basically obscurity and throw into the WWF or WWE. So, you know, I, I can't, you can't, I don't think you can really blame Mark for that necessarily. It's just oh, one no, of those it, things. It, it, was, it was very green. Yeah, it was absolutely very green. Uh, and it, it just took him a while to kind of... Uh, be comfortable in his position in in WWE and uh, WWF, I suppose. But yeah, he, he, what he turns out to be uh, over his tenure with the company is phenomenal. But uh, absolutely, right now he was the savior of this this uh, this this promo. So I've got to give yeah. him a, a lot of props for that. Uh, and then after that, we go into um, Mankind taking on Alex the Pug Porto. Porto no. with a C. I what thought it was Porto with a C. I thought it was Porto, like as in it, 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 it is Porto. Oh, okay. It sounded like Porto on the. Well, on it it yeah. Thing. I, I, I would agree. Wow. That's why. Wow, I why was he nicknamed the Pug? Uh, that for me straight away felt like a a, a dig at maybe Rick Steiner, but mm. this or, was the same. Just dogs. Maybe they just don't like dogs. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, But this was essentially uh, a squash match, and the most interesting thing that came out of this was we got Jim Ross's news. And Jim Ross announced, according to uh, sources that he's trusted for for a long, long time, that uh, Diesel, Big Daddy Cool, and Razor Ramon, the bad guy, are coming back to the WWF. Now, uh, for those who uh, who were living under a rock in 1996, these so, two uh, were the stars of WCW. Don't uh, say Kevin, it. Don't say it. Go, go, go ahead, fine, say it. 
these were the stars of WCW, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the N, the New World Organization, as Hulk Hogan, uh, as Hulk Hogan called it. Um, but no, they'd had enough of that, and they're on their way back home to the WWF. Um, and we also get the the slight teaser that the, um, the WWF had been talking with Kurt Angle, the Olympic gold medalist who won uh, won Olympic uh, medals with a broken freaking neck. Uh, but this match happened. We got a mandible claw. It was two minutes long. Meh. Yeah. And... Yeah. Meh. Yeah. yeah. It, it was what it was. It, it furthered the storyline with Mankind and Paul Bearer and what was potentially to come there. That's, what, that's the only thing this match was. It was mm-hmm. to further storyline. And it, yeah. it was... It wasn't great, but it was fine for what it was. It made mankind continue to look like a deranged monster, you know, sitting in the ring with the urn, rocking it like it was his whoopee that he could not live without. And Paul Bearer just maniacally giggling and grinning. Oh, yes. Exactly. So, you know, it, it it's fine. It, it's definitely in the list of matches and things for this raw, it's definitely a fast forward, fast forwardable mm-hmm. match. Blech. Yeah, I mean, I I would say considering all the promo work that they've done and all of the goodwill that they've given mankind as far as building him up to this moment where he finally challenges Shawn Michaels for the WWF title, I feel like they could do better than to continue to pair him up with jobbers uh to 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 do matches um uh, i mean take vader for example i mean when they are building up to SummerSlam, i know SummerSlam is a big event but when they were building up uh to to their match they were having him beat some pretty credible people um this does not seem to be the case here and um i'm not concerned about it but it, it it is questionable, I think. I, I, I feel like you should have him. Obviously, Mankind beat The Undertaker. Uh, he's got the urn. Uh, he injured The Undertaker, supposedly, is another thing that we learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I, I just I, I want him to continue that role that he's he's on after you know beating The Undertaker and, and really trying to uh, fasten down that, you know, not that mankind's a character that would come out and be like, "I'm the number one contender," and blah 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 blah. But I feel like he he should still be asserting some dominance over um, uh, so, some some more vital competition. I think mm-hmm. absolutely. And and you mentioned there about him injuring the Undertaker. Uh, we actually see the Undertaker a couple of times, um, even though they said he spent the week in the hospital. Um, that was interesting because he was in Toronto that past weekend at the <laughs> CNE experience. Yeah, they where... actually show us that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not even He's in who? Yeah. As Bat, we see the, the start of Barker Undertaker. Yeah. Um, yes. But we also see Psycho Sid tug of war versus an elephant. Uh, he lost that. Was... that. That was an event for the the Special Olympics, uh, mm-hmm. where Psycho Sid had a, a tug of war with a, with an elephant, and um, he he lost the first uh, tug of war battle, um, but then he got some help uh, from from the athletes in attendance, 
and uh yeah he um he 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 definitely uh won the second round so i guess a a good job a draw between psycho sid uh and uh the elephant mm-hmm. um i mean and then we get um uh, a crowd uh 50,000 people apparently turning up to get autograph sand and then 23,000 uh for the for the live event where we see uh, a returning uh Roddy Papa um kind of hinted at that you have to attend these live events because anything can happen here in the WWF and anything will happen, uh, according to, to Jim Ross. Um, not anything. That would be awful. That could... <laughs> <laughs> yep. But then after that, we return to the ring and uh, another turd in this punch ball. Uh, we have Bob Backlund um, in the ring uh, and this feels so uncomfortable uh bob is not um he's not very comfortable in front of the camera you can see him uh, literally reading off a video prompter with uh, with the ways uh he keeps uh eyeing off camera but he's introducing somebody who he has got of a lot of abomination for and make sure you look that up uh that he has a lot of abomination for this guy uh but he's going to bring somebody into the company that will become the WWWF champion. Um, he introduced. And this a, guy is going to be his mentor. This is going to be mentor, trainer, uh, bag carrier, coffee maker. He's going to do everything for this new guy. And uh, he introduces the Iron Sheik, who comes out with a flag. Uh, which I mean, I think it was uh, a picture of that Ayatollah Khomeini, but it yeah. kind of looked like somebody else. Um, it's the Iranian flag. <laughs> it's the Iranian yeah. flag. Yeah. It's and, it's, and he he uh-huh. goes into a he goes into a, a pretty xenophobic uh, promo and saying how we uh, you could understand any of that. Yes, I could look. I was like, oh, so he talks how he tweets. It's just, he speaks in all caps. I can't understand half of it. Some of it doesn't make sense at all. Like, geez Louise, I was never so happy to go to commercial. Like, the, yikes. The The interesting thing, though, is they don't, he doesn't even mention the person who, that they bring into the 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 WWWWF. It just goes on about his own accomplishments, how he was the first Iranian wrestler to come to uh, America, uh, uh, won at the Olympics, beat up that son of a bitch Hulk Hogan, uh, all that kind of stuff, how he uh, destroyed Bob Batland, but he has a little bit of respect for him. Uh, and I think even the the... The, the company give up on this promo because they cut to commercial. Uh, we see the, is it the foot, foot action? Is that a company? The foot action? It was. Slam uh, of the week? Yes. It, um, it, it is, it is still a thing. Um, it is a shoe apparel company. Um, and uh, surprisingly, after a Google search, uh, no smut. So there you go, folks. You can Google this one. <laughs> For a second, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, got it. I'm there now. I'm there now. (laughs) It it is safe for work. You can Google foot action. I I would recommend possibly 
shoe com- putting shoe company after that just to be yeah. on the safe side and and definitely don't put, a, don't put a space in between foot and action <laughs> no i did that that's that, that's what i did and oh, and it's geez. totally fine you're you're, you're a-okay <laughs> so we uh we get a, a recurring uh person on this uh this slam of the week uh another um sarko sid slam from earlier in the show where he, he essentially destroyed triple h with uh with that power bomb um, and then we go into the main event, what would have been Ahmed versus um, Shawn Michaels originally, because it was this was essentially Ahmed's shot for winning the uh, the the battle royal. Uh, but when we got the the four way last week, Goldust was uh, was the one who came out victorious, so he was getting the the title shot. Um, and we also see another um, split screen of The Undertaker. So he's doing really well for someone who spent a week in hospital. He's been pretty much all over the all over the place. And he promises that, that Goldust is going to rest in peace. Uh, we get a bit of plug-in for Shawn Michaels' uh, spread in Playgirl, which uh, mm-hmm. um, Jim Ross thankfully reminds us that that is for adults only uh, because... It's it, it's Playgirl. Yeah, uh, that's definitely not safe for work. Don't don't no, search that. No, don't search that. Don't search that. Don't don't. And um, there, there, I will note, however, there is uh, the infamous image of him with the uh, the title. Um, that's that's where you get that that picture. Strategically placed. Yes, thankfully. But I'm yeah. act- I'm actually not going to go through this match because, uh, for some context. Um, one of one of this esteemed panel is very friendly with one of the participants <laughs> of this match mm. to the point where mm. I, I'm safe in saying friend of the show. Um, oh God. Hope you're, you're way over hyping this. So, Aura, uh, do you want to go through uh, your new BFF's uh, oh, challenge for and, the for the, okay. the WF and, and title? Be, be as unbiased as possible. <laughs> yeah. First of all, if Call he is listening to this. If he is listening to this, I did not put these two jokers up to this. I legitimately oh, tweeted out yesterday. Anna, shitting on us knowing that she's I'm not going to be this solo. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's going to leave us all you. behind and it's going to be yeah. a, a change in lineup. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, okay. So I watched it yesterday. And when it was over, like, don't get me wrong. Like, after I'd seen Cody and Dustin in AEW, I was much more impressed with Dustin than I had been previously. And after seeing this, it left me with the feeling of Dustin was so underutilized in WWE than what he could have been. Now, with that being said... You know, I don't know what's going on in Dustin's personal life or what may have gone on between him and creative that they were not able to push him to make him look as good as he did here. Mm. Okay, I I know there are things that happen behind the scenes that prevent things from happening the way we like to see them. But I, you know, I tweeted out that I had watched the match getting ready for this show and I, you know, added Dustin, you know, did the ad to Dustin Rhodes. And I just said, holy cheese balls, what a match. So many good spots. Dustin was and is a beast. And I can't wait to talk about it on the show tomorrow. It was such good shit, pal. And he he retweeted it, but I don't remember what he said. 
Um, Give all, that that retweet is cement. It's burned into your brain. It's, it's not. It's legitimately not. Look, I do good to remember what had what I had for breakfast. Okay, I've got two kids, and I still maintain that each of them took half my brain in utero, just Ma- point Mags, blank. We also have to remember she's a she's a friend of the stars. I mean, there's oh there's, god, there's come so many on, people that she she knows yes, and, so many and parties yeah. with. You know, so I mean, so we, many. We we are not. Uh, here for for these kind of events, uh, more oh Ori has yeah, got the inside track. I mean, if, if it no. happens to me, if I get retweeted or a reply from a wrestler, that makes my day. I'm it really did. It completely it. made Ori, my day. For Ori, that's just a Tuesday. <laughs> it's, it's, no, no. It's, just, it's just another oh Sunday. My God, yes. no, it's not. <laughs> Look, I'm still living off the fact that I woke up late or woke up a whole day early to watch uh, New Japan Dominion and tweeted it out to Kenny and he liked the tweet. That was like four years ago and I'm still living off that high, okay? I'm doing good to remember, okay? But he right. he, tw- he quoted the tweet and said, I'm even better now, haha. And and I said, I responded to him. I said, absolutely. I said, but we all had to start somewhere and by God, what a start. It was amazing. It was a great it, it was a great match. I loved it. There were wonderful spots. There was wonderful energy. The crowd was hyped up for it. I loved every last second of this match. Yeah. And it made me appreciate Dustin Rhodes in where he came from in a way that I hadn't seen. Because what I've seen is early to mid-2000s WWE Gold Dust, where things were kind of... Different. Where he was, yeah, he was much more there as a gimmick yeah. than he was as a full fledged, fleshed out character. Mm. And then to see him years later in WWE and the matches that he's had, you know, specifically with him and Cody, them as a tag team, him with QT Marshall, mm. all these other matches. And so it makes me appreciate him and his journey so much more. Like if I could have seen in the early to mid 2000s, what I saw here, and I don't know why that happened, you know, maybe because at that point, that's where they were with Dustin was it was more of a throwback nostalgia gimmick type thing, you know, and he maybe he was more involved behind the scenes, or there was personal real life stuff going on that he wasn't able to deal, you know, with that fully. You know what I'm saying? If I I would have been, don't get me wrong, I still liked the character and the gimmick in early to mid 2000s, but I think I would have appreciated it more if what I saw there was what I saw here. I would have yeah. been behind it more and I would have wanted to see more of it. Yeah, I I, I mean, um, first off, let's, let's all just take a moment to remember this conversation here. You know, a few months down the line when Ori tweets out about the hype, between the Bret Hart Stone Cold match at WrestleMania 13, <laughs> and it gets retweeted by both Hart and Austin. No, it won't. And it'll, Stop that. It, it'll, it'll, I mean, it'll be no, it won't. Um, I'll only be able to see one of those retweets because Austin blocked me. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll give you yeah. a screenshot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you deserve it though? Did you no, deserve it? I did nothing wrong. I'll tell you the tale off, off, off. If it makes you feel any better, Kevin Owens blocked me a million years ago after I paid him a compliment. And I'll be honest with you, it was kind of a backhanded compliment. It was like, I don't care for Owens, but that was some really good shit. And then he blocked me after that. And I'm like, dude, no, I I liked it. I like your character. 
I, I get it. And but he still has me blocked. There's no way he'll ever unblock me, just on principle, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do feel as though this was a, a very good match, a hundred percent. As far as a raw main event goes, I, I feel as though it. Um, m- more often than not, these these raw main events do tend to um, underwhelm. Uh, but but this one I felt uh, was was perfectly suitable, uh, you know, and uh, it actually made me want to see even more of of Dustin and and Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. um, you know. So hopefully a, a feud down the line between those two. I I don't know. We'll have to keep watching. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I I did enjoy this, and then they they kind of tied back in the 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 mankind angle at the end, and you know we're getting more. Hyped up for mind games, uh, yep. which will be uh, very soon, I'm sure. Yep, and I, I actually really thought that was a, a cool way to bookend this match because they started with uh, uh, keeping the storyline going with Undertaker and Goldust at the beginning, and then wrapped it up with uh, with uh, keeping up the the storyline between Shawn Michaels and Mankind. So I thought that right. was a very clever uh, way to bookend this match. So, so, so not the beginning of the match where Shawn was posing with a cable machine for Playgirl. Not that. Uh, that is for adults only. It's for right. adults only. <laughs> but I agree with you. That we have seen some underwhelming uh, matches on on these rows, but this I think was was I thought it was a really good match. Saw some really cool spots there. The, the we saw a lot of the classics. The the drop down uh, uppercut for uh, for Goldust. Yep. Shawn Michaels being thrown into the corner and uh, going to the floor. Uh, we saw the flying elbows. Uh, the attempt at a current call, which Shawn Michaels uh, is able to uh, to um, uh, get out of, uh, land the that that moonsault that he beat Vader with at, at SummerSlam. And this was the only kind of real, um, maybe I don't want to say botch, but something that went slightly wrong. Um, Goldust, he looked like he intentionally fell and then stood back up and then caught Shawn for this uh, this moonsault. Um, I don't know what the point was. Maybe there was a little bit of miscommunication there. But aside from that, I thought that this was a was a, a really good match to to wrap up the show. It's also pretty interesting that Sean wins the match with the moonsault as a continuation of how he beat Vader as well. Because <laughs> it, it seems like, and and we do get this a lot here in modern contemporary wrestling especially over the last 10 years but there's this 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 idea that a wrestler needs more than one signature move or else all hell breaks loose and this is one of those things where sean has you know now he's got sweet chin music obviously is that that impact finisher he's got the elbow drop which can be done very fantastic great visual shot of him soaring through the air and dropping the elbow on a downed opponent and now he's got the moonsault which can be used as a again visually fantastic move uh on a, on a standing opponent um so yeah uh, Sean really kind of uh filling out his wheelhouse here mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. I, I thought it it was just like to be honest with you I was on such a high after I finished watching this that I was like, this match right here, this show right here made all the other shows worth slogging through to get, because, th- you know, we've, I've made this joke that, you know, we should have a shirt that ACIA 316 says meh, because a lot of the crap that we've watched has been very meh. But 
to get through all of that to get to this show. And there were still some meh things on, on this card and some meh, you know, takes and whatnot and jokes and whatnot. But the majority, probably 95%, 90 to 95% of this show, it, it, it made the Peacock subscription worth it for me, you know? It's almost like the the little kind of rays of sunlight from 1997 WWF are peeking through those dark dark clouds. Exactly, we're, we're going to get to those bright days. We've just got to we've just got to grind through this shot first. Exactly. Um, so uh, next week's uh, episode uh, is actually from the the ninth of September. So uh, in terms of uh, continuity, it would have been three days after after this show had, had aired. Uh, we get continuation of the Intercontinental title, and we also uh, we get told that uh, the Undertaker will be back for that uh, that uh, show against the unbeaten Salvatore Sincere. Uh, so definitely tune in next week to uh, to hear how Undertaker fares on his return to the WWF. Um, but yeah, that's uh, another episode of a changing attitude uh, finished up, guys. Um, let's uh, let's get those socials and get out of here, uh, mm-hmm. Tanner. Where can people find you on the social medias? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Mad Attack UK, uh, where I do a lot of podcast work, uh, particularly Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and, and no, uh, just kidding. Uh, you can <laughs> a shout out to Matt though, who's a, a legend, uh, absolute legend. Um, so you can find me on Twitter personally at uh, Texas Gentleman underscore. Uh, I. I I, I don't really use that one too much, but if you want to if you want to hang out with me and send me a, a DM, uh, an appropriate DM, not not of not of foot action, um, you can you can do that there at Texas Gentleman underscore, uh, or you can also just uh, talk to me as well as the other uh, gentlemen who are on the Radio Techers channel, um, you know, at Radio Techers R A D I O T E K K E R S. We we mostly do proper football, Premier League football, uh, Champions League football, European football, uh, international football. Uh, but uh, we we have brought in uh, wrestling and um, uh, what else? MMA uh, in, in, into our wheelhouse. Uh, very recently, of course, Mags here does five rounds on the network. Uh, Matt uh, is also talking about bringing some other content of his own. Uh, which is um, uh, which is brilliant, and uh, yeah, we, we've also got some other surprises. Uh, Mags also does pro wrestling with with Simon Powell, uh, who is a uh, fantastic over on Chain Wrestling. So yeah, lots of cool stuff over on Radio Techers. You should come join us. And that's R A D I O T E double K E R S. Correct. Yes, that's correct. You haven't it's thrown correct. that one in a in a while. You just say Radio Techers, and I, I feel like yeah. if. Without giving the double K, they may not be able to find you. R A D I O T E K K E R S. That's where you find us over on Radio Techers. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Aura, uh, Dustin Rhodes' bestest ever friend. Oh, where can we find you? Mm. If we end up, so AEW is coming here to Louisiana in New Orleans in January, and I'm hoping to get tickets for me and the fam to go. If they do a meet and greet with Dustin Rhodes, this might be a thing that has to happen You're just to keep this bit going. Because it's a bit at this point, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, geez. Get me a shirt made, Dustin Rhodes, best friend. 
Oh, jeez. You and him high fiving like like the like the uh, em- emoji versions uh, of you get, like high five and that'd be dope as hell. Oh, that'd be nuts. You know they've got a secret handshake. What? <laughs> it's been less than twenty four hours, and all of a sudden we're best friends, and we have a secret handshake. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the, the front of the shirt is them high fiving. On the back of the shirt, it's just me and Mag sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying the bags. Oh, jeez. If you would like uh, a change in attitude shirt, you need to uh, get with Chairshot Greg on Twitter. Yes. So that we can get those on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. I know I have my Chairshot 316 shirt coming, um, but to find me on the socials, um, you can find me on Twitter at Oriona75. That's O-R-I-O-N-A-7-5. Um, I have been popping in on the Change in Attitude Twitter, which is A-C-I-A podcast. Um, and then, of course, on Twitch, definitely Friday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time um, at Oriona7. Mm. Um, Mondays is to be determined. We have school starting back here next week. Um, the end of next week. And so Mondays may move to Monday afternoons about noon central. I, I know I have a poll currently up. It'll be down by the time this show comes out. Um, but uh, yeah, as of right now, it's looking like Mondays at noon central time will be the new time for the Twitch stream. And of course I randomly pop in throughout the week, you know, because I have, oddly enough, I have a lot of uh, UK friends. And so I hate, you know, if I go at 8 p.m. Dur- at night, then it's like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning for you guys. And I feel bad. Hmm. So, 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 go on. so uh, I was just going to say, I wanted to give a shout out to our super fan, Total Stevo. This guy is a champ. He is providing us alternate comments he is way ahead of us mm-hmm. on watching and just watching his his reactions to stuff he he tweeted out just before we started he did the uh sean michael shimmy on the uh intro video entrance for raw and then did his version of it it's it's amazing i'm i'm loving steve-o right now steve-o is more my bestie than dustin Rhodes at this point i'll say that Ooh. Yeah. And he, he actually made his podcast debut as well this, uh, this week on uh, the um, Unbooking the Territory podcast with uh, with uh, friends of the show, Rob and Dan. So definitely go and check nice. that out. Nice. Well uh, done, steve Oh, it's a great, great episode. And he really waxes lyrical about uh, how we uh, we as a, a podcast group have, have, uh, have really kind of like, um, entered his life. So yeah, he's, a, he's, a, yeah, he's a great guy. Um but yeah, for me, uh, as, as seen as nobody introduced me, uh, yeah, me you didn't give me Mags. a chance. Yeah, Mags, where where can people find? Oh, thank you, Tanner. Content. I usually do it because oh, <laughs> but I'm now, but I'm now eating. you're in. But now you're in with Dustin. It's like fuck these guys, these nobodies. Oh, um, whatever. But yeah, you, you know, could. We, we we struggle for our <laughs> our our you know notoriety here. It's yeah. it's it's hard to come by. I sent a, out one tweet, one tweet that I never because I sent out one to Billy Gunn the uh, what two weeks ago. And still never got a response to that. No, it's 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 hard to get a retweet out there. You know, mm-hmm. for some people, and uh, <sighs> you know, uh, that that's why we have to plug Mags here so we can help him get his content out. I hate both of you. <laughs> so you can follow me on social media. 
at Podfather Mags on the Twitter. It's the only social media that I do. Uh, I'm involved heavily in uh, all the projects that, that Tana mentioned on Radio Techers. Uh, yeah, we're doing some really cool, interesting things over there. Uh, so definitely come and check that out. I'm also uh, here on uh, Chairshot with, uh, as a part of Chairshot Radio uh, with the Thursday show. Usually it's uh, with my good friend uh, Ray Cash, but he's uh, had some uh, laugh issues recently, so I've been going solo with them. But so... Uh, come and check them out uh but yeah um another great episode guys uh, hopefully next week's will uh will build on that uh so keep attuned into uh uh the chair shot uh, listen along to all the other amazing content that uh we put out as a as a team here uh go and check out the chairshot.com uh where they cover uh sports entertainment and sports entertainment and remember that you must always use your head Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.